Miracy. There was once a very old man, almost blind and deaf, whose knees and hands trembled. At mealtimes, he could hardly hold his spoon and often dropped soup on the tablecloth. And sometimes, when he'd take a spoonful, some of it spilled out of his mouth. His son and his son's wife thought it was disgusting and eventually told him to sit in the corner behind the stove. They gave him his food in an earthenware bowl and never gave him enough. He sat and looked sadly at the table and he spilled tears into his soup. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the story coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. One day, while sitting in the corner and eating his soup, the old man's hands trembled so much that he dropped his bowl and it smashed to the floor. His son's wife shouted at him and he turned to the corner and sighed. She bought him a crude wooden bowl for a few copper coins and he had to eat all his meals from it. As they were sitting there one day, the old man's little four-year-old grandson was playing on the floor with some bits of wood. What are you doing? his father asked. I'm making a trough, the child replied for father and mother to drink out of when I'm big. The husband and wife stared at each other for a while and then burst into tears. Then they asked the old grandfather back to the table and he ate with them from then on. And even when he spilled a few drops, nobody said anything. I actually find this story quite painful. I can't imagine and can't bear the idea that people disrespect the elderly and can be this cruel. And yet just recently a colleague told me about her elderly parents, who've always been active and out in the world following their interests. Well, these parents were scammed recently. Someone had tricked them and stolen more than $10,000. And they're crushed, just so disillusioned and feel like they can't trust anyone anymore. My heart breaks when I hear a story like this. I grew up with a strong presence and respect for the generations that came before me. Our grandparents, their siblings, and the wider family were a huge part of my childhood, and it was clear to me that they were the keepers of the family history and all kinds of other wisdom that seemed like a curious mystery to me. So first and foremost, this story reminds me that there is terrible cruelty in the world, and often the perceived weakest element of society becomes the victim. And it's up to us to notice this and to take responsibility and always, always examine our actions. In the business world, we can easily see the existence of ageism and a lack of respect to people who are perceived as weak or less relevant. The blindness of the parents to their own actions is shocking in the story, and yet so many entrepreneurs are blind to their own perceptions. I see people who never check in with their target audience, who don't really listen to observe the behaviors of the very people they want to attract. And this blindness, though not necessarily intentional or cruel, still has very adverse effects on their business. It's wise to listen to our target market. Instead, I see how sometimes we're stubborn and hold on to our own beliefs about the viability of a product or service 
and we refuse to pay attention to feedback. We need to pay attention and ask these important questions. Is there actual interest in what I'm doing? Are there results? Are people signing up? Sometimes the answer is not to do more marketing or push harder, but to look within so we can figure out what needs to change in our product or service in order to regain alignment with our target market. This story also speaks to the innocence and wisdom of the child. He sees what his parents are doing and in a gentle, subtle way, helps them see themselves. It's true what they say, out of the mouths of babes. The purity of the child's intent and lack of filter presents such a perfect, untarnished mirror reflecting the bitter truth. Employees, clients, and colleagues like children are always watching, picking up on who you really are and reflecting it back to you in a myriad of ways. And we always have the opportunity to do better. Like the parents who, realizing their ways, burst into tears. The moment of realization when they truly see themselves and understand what they've done, they choose to redeem themselves, to change their ways. It's a hopeful message to us all. We can always do better. We can always choose to do the right thing and bring compassion and love into our lives and work. I had a crazy experience years ago when I worked in an organization in HR. It was back in the day when the internet was fairly new in the work environment. The company I worked for ran shifts for some of their office staff, and they were concerned about unreasonable use of internet during work hours. I was tasked to get access to people's computers without them knowing and figure out how much time they spent on the internet and what they were doing during that time. The thing is, because it was such early days, there was no policy in place, there were no guidelines, and what I discovered, well, it was shocking. I had to sift through thousands of pieces of inappropriate content, hours of time wasted, and here I was sneaking around behind the backs of my colleagues and workmates. I discovered that a big percentage of the staff were watching violent pornography during work hours, and then it leaked, so everyone knew that I was digging in and watching. It was one of the worst work situations I've ever been in, and one I did not stay in for long. I had no choice but to take on this role, but the added element of the people knowing what I was doing provided the mirror so I could see how horrendous the whole setup was, and that was enough to jolt me into leaving. I realized that there was nothing in that job or that company that aligned with my beliefs and my values. Sometimes it can creep up on us. We don't even notice the corners we cut the mistakes we make that we brush under the carpet, or the moments where we forget to question the morals or ethics of our decisions and our actions. Truthfully, that's not good enough. We have to be accountable. We need to be responsible for the level of thoughtfulness, compassion, and respect that we bring to our work. It's our values that we need to live in our business. Without our values, what can we offer? Who can we really be? I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Mishi Lance and Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. 
Post-production was by Post Office Sound. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.